Today in Science from Wired. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. What Random Walks in Multiple Dimensions Teach You About Life by Retta Lane The last time I looked at random walks, I used them to calculate the value of pi for pi day. But what is a random walk, really? A mathematician will tell you that it's a stochastic process, a path defined by a series of random steps. It's a pretty abstract concept, but I want to show you how it can reveal something fundamental about life itself, the proteins that make up you and me and everything around us. So let's start with the simplest random walk in one dimension. Suppose I have an object. This object can either move one space to the left or one space to the right. Suppose I let it make 100 steps. That's at least marginally interesting, right? But the cool part is that if you run it a bunch of times, it will, on average, end up farther away from the starting point depending on the number of steps. Oh, sure, it's possible that it could take 1,000 steps and end up where it started, but that probably won't happen. But wait, there is another kind of random walk. There is the self-avoiding walk, saw. This is just like a random walk, except that the object can't cross over its own path. In one dimension, this would just be an object that continues to move to the left or continues to move to the right. After it makes its first move, there is only one way it can go. This is a boring simulation, but you can change lines in the code, and then it will be a self-avoiding walk. Now for a plot. Suppose I run the random walk, the normal one, not the self-avoiding one, such that it goes 10 steps. If I repeat these 10 steps 500 times, I will get an average final distance. Then I can repeat this for 20 steps, then 30 steps, and so on. After that, which takes a while to run, I get a plot of average distance versus number of steps. What is important about this plot? Really, the only thing to notice is that this is different than a plot of a one-dimensional random self-avoiding walk. That plot would be boring as it would show the distance as equal to the number of steps, since it can't go back on itself. If we go in two dimensions, it gets a little more interesting. Check this out. A 2D random self-avoiding walk. I set it for 100 steps, but it doesn't usually make it that far before it gets stuck. Yes, if the object avoids its own path, it can get into a situation where it cannot make a move. 
You can see what happens when you run it a bunch of times at 10 steps up to 500 steps. The curve that fits the data isn't important. The thing you should focus on is the difference between saw and non-saw data. Since the saw can't cross its own path, it is forced to expand outward, giving it, on average, a greater distance from the starting point. However, the saw also gets stuck at some point, such that it doesn't really get farther than 10 units away. That's why it levels off. I think that's pretty cool. When will it end? Will I just keep moving into more and more dimensions? Spoiler alert, no, I'm going to stop at 4D. I turned off user zoom so that you won't accidentally zoom to nothing. However, you can still rotate the scene since it's 3D. Just right-click, drag, or control-click, drag to move the camera view of the 3D path. It's pretty. Oh, also notice that this is rarely going to get stuck. With six options for movement, there's probably going to be at least one of those directions that is open and not already traveled. What about average distance traveled for saw versus non-saw? Well, the saw version ends up at a greater distance because the object can't cross its path and gets pushed out more. But both types of walks have nice curve fits with the increasing distance with step size to the power of 0.4975 and the saw increasing at a power of 0.4688. So they are close to being the same, but still different. How do you make a random walk in four dimensions? Mathematically, it's pretty easy. You just need an extra variable to represent that fourth dimension. And no, you can't use time as a fourth dimension. For my Python code, I am just going to use a vector for position along with an extra variable that I call w. If you still want a visual animation, the code still works. It just displays motion in the fourth dimension as a change in color. That means that in a saw, it's possible that the object appears to cross its own path, but it doesn't. Actually, it just moved in the fourth dimension, which you can't really see and avoided the path. Now the important part. You have to plot the final distance versus the step number for both the normal and the saw. Notice that there is still a difference between saw and normal walks, but the difference is very small. Basically, in 4D, the object doesn't really run into its own path so that it doesn't have to avoid itself. Oh, and I have never seen it get stuck. But it's still technically possible. You might be thinking that I'm just some crazy old man that's obsessed with random walks. Okay, that's mostly true. But still, there are real-world applications of random walks. In particular, proteins can be modeled as a random walk. I won't go into all the details of proteins except to say two things. First, these are long molecular chains. Second, proteins are important for living things like you and me. If a protein is like a random walk, then maybe this model shows why life is in three dimensions instead of one, two, or four. Hear me out. Yes, I know I'm crazy. Life can't be in one dimension. Sure, you could make a 1D protein, but it would never do anything useful. It wouldn't interact with other things, except on the ends. And more importantly, it wouldn't interact with itself. If the protein chain can't fold over and connect back to itself, it can't make useful molecules, you know, for life and stuff. What about two-dimensional life? The big problem here is that you can't make long proteins. Yeast proteins are over 400 units long. Good luck getting a random saw that is over 50 units long without it getting stuck. 
You just can't get long proteins in two dimensions, and you can't have yeast in 2D. Without yeast, you can't have two dimensional beer. So we know life can't exist in 2D. If more dimensions allows for longer proteins, then why isn't life in 4D? Oh, don't worry about space being 3D. That's a whole other debate we can save for another time. More importantly, there is a problem with 4D random walks. Since there are so many options for each step, a random walk is unlikely to cross over its own path, which is bad for proteins. You want them to be able to get long, but also to have the opportunity to connect to itself. In four dimensions, random walks do that rarely, which would make it difficult, unlikely, to get more complex molecules that are probably important for life. Or maybe I'm still just a crazy dude that likes random walks. How about some homework questions for you? Yes, that's a good idea. In all of my examples, I have random walks and saw as a lattice walk. This means that the vector location of the object always consists of components that are integers. This makes it much easier to program, but maybe it's not realistic. See, if the same conclusions about random walks in different dimensions holds true for a random walk that takes a step size of one unit, but at a random angle, this is pretty easy in 2D since you just need one random angle. In 3D, you need two angles, the angles from spherical coordinates. Not sure how to do this in 4D. Oh, seeing if it crosses its own path is more difficult too. Good luck. What if you don't have a step size of one, but instead each step has its own distance? Pick something like a normal distribution for step sizes and see if this same stuff works. What does the average distance versus step number look like for a five-dimensional saw and a 5D random walk? What is the average number of steps before a random walk has a path conflict, such that it would have to either avoid its path or connect to make some type of molecule? Yes, do this for two, three, and four dimensions. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.